This is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabiro Sheikh Only on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to breakfast on 91.3 FM time now 13 after 7 o'clock with Gulam and Sabra. Now we know that the Mowbray Magbra issue continues to be a matter for public debate and as we also know that last week the MGC had a meeting with the Muslim Cemetery Board following numerous complaints around burials and in particular the late burial fee which has really upset a lot of people and then we also we, we, we've dealt with that part. Let me just put that out there. We, we also the video showing uh, the cemetery supervisor charging a 500 and late burial fee uh, being paid to have the janaza. The cemetery board then met this weekend to finalize the decision on some of the concerns. Chairman Faisal said he joins us this morning with regards um, to the outcome of that meeting because the press release was um, uh, sent out on the 14th already with regards to this uh, where the MGC was going to meet with the Muslim Cemetery Board. Faisal, salam alaikum. Shukran so much for your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3 FM. Let's kick off in terms of uh, the meeting that took place, what was the outcomes there? Uh, Gulam, uh, assalamu alaikum and assalamu alaikum to your audience and thank you for having me this morning. Uh, the outcomes, uh, we've, uh, uh, the MCC and the Muslim Cemetery Board had a very robust meeting uh, tabling some of the concerns of the community. We believe that the Muslim Judicial Council uh, does represent the Muslim community of Cape Town especially, and further in South Africa, wherever they are. And we therefore have been cognizant of their concerns. And they've raised a number of matters, especially tabled, I think, in seven key points. And um, I think you might have the press statement, which they had sent out on the 14th, I think, asking the Muslim Cemetery Board to consider those seven points. We've responded to each one of that. Would you like me to go through each one briefly? Um, I think it's, um, I, you I, want to pose look, questions around it. Yeah, I think, look, there are seven points on there, and some of those things, you know, goes without saying, so I don't want to um, hop too much on it about yes. um, some of the some of the things that I think would be pertinent for our people to know. For example, the closure time for the Mowbray Magbara, which is point two on the correspondence. Elaborate for me a little bit more around that. Has it been discussion regarding and Are we seeing that things are being implemented now? Has the hours been extended? Yes, Kulamit has been. Uh, so we, uh, the, the time that the cemetery used to take its last burial was 15.45 in the afternoon daily. We've now increased that time to 16.30. I am still busy working with various other areas around this issue to reassess, but for now we've moved that to 16.30. We do at the same point request that undertakers be cognizant of the 30-minute burial proceeding requirement in line with the condition 2 of the City of Cape Town circular dated the 8th of December. Do you remember that one going on? Uh, we also placed on record that the family of the deceased shall never be liable to pay any penalty. Um, I would want to go, if you may, directly into the hour after hours admin fee. That's okay. Mm. Before you so go, before you go um, on uh, to that, uh, which is also a very important point, Faisal. Let's talk about that penalty fee. You just placed on record that the family of the deceased will never be held um, responsible for the payment of that penalty fee. Has that penalty fee now been waived? Uh, to yes, but in the yes, there's. But in the end of the day, uh, we have not. Uh, uh, initially in the past. We never imposed a penalty fee on the public mm. throughout the day or never ever imposed a penalty fee on the public. Uh, the fee that was initially there 
was there specifically for undertakers that would phone the cemetery and say that they'll be there at 3 o'clock and arrive at 5 o'clock. So it was more to keep them in line. In actual fact, I was looking for the data two nights ago, and I came with the data for December. We found that there were four late burials for December that came in after hours. So there were four times that the cemetery had charged um, for the month of December, had charged uh, the undertaker. And we now realized to that incident that the undertakers had probably passed that fee yeah. on to, um, to the family. So the penalty uh, fee, we f- uh, Faisal, so, sorry, so, so the penalty fee was basically from a business perspective and not necessarily directly to that family of the deceased. It was because the, because the undertakers, I mean, it is a business. That but I think irrespective, G, uh, Salam Faisal, I think irrespective, is, is the communication clear with the that, undertakers yeah, that, is what that, I that yes, fee applies to them yes, and they cannot yes, then hand it over to the family, for instance? Yes, correct. Yes. We actually provided such communication in November to them, uh, stating to them all the rules and regulations, documents that's required, and all of that. We also met with some stakeholders in the undertaker area, stating these are regulations and why they were in place. However, obviously that matter went out there, and it perhaps brought um, us all back to the table again to reaffirm our communications and work through some of those, those issues. Um, let's uh, let's look at the at the um, visitation rights now quickly um, or times at least, um, uh, Faisal. Because, uh, w- like I said, I mean there were seven points. The one was compassion in dealing with the public, and you know, th- I mean that goes without saying. We spoke about the closure for the Mowbray Magbara, the times, the penalty. You you mentioned that, and, and and I'm sure a lot of people are grateful for that. Um, you know, then let's move along to the reopening of the old graves quickly. What is the procedure around that before we get into um, uh, you know the new times, etc. Okay, so the uh, obviously we know it's common cause that the city of Cape Town has a critical shortage of burial land, and we therefore completely are in favour of reopenings of old graves. So there are basically two criteria that we look at when it comes to reopening of graves, and that is one that the grave must be more than 15 years or older. Uh, if it's anything under that, we will not consider that. And then the second one is that the next of kin must produce an affidavit within reasonable notice to the cemetery, indicating such intention of the family so that the cemetery is aware also that there are no dispute between the family which tends to arise at time. So those are the two criteria for the openings of graves. And we welcome the community to open graves uh, so that we may um, also address the issue of shortage of land through that. Faisal, you know, during the course of this entire saga, should we say, you know, via social media and in the community, you know, it's been said that the way the Mabre Makbara is being run in terms of, you know, the opening and closing times when people are allowed to see their go in and, and ziara their loved ones, for instance, etc. You know, it's very controlled as opposed to, for instance, um, you know, in your non- non-Muslim sort of cemeteries. Perhaps, you know, commenting on that and the way that Mabre Makbara sort of operates. Yeah, sure. So uh, what we've looked at now was um, we have uh, obviously considered Section 35, uh, three of the national regulations at this point. We go- Government Gazette number 446 of the 11th of January. And we looked at Condition 9 of the City of Cape Town Circular, dated the 8th of December and the 28th of December, which prohibits uh, now after 
asked for burial visits and also prohibits any other activity besides burials in the cemeteries. The city of Cape Town and the municipal cemeteries, as you know, is now closed in the city of Cape Town. No visitations are allowed in municipal cemeteries at all. So Mowbray Cemetery had also is now remaining in line with those cemeteries when it comes to visitation. However, I um, and the rest of the board had informed the MJC in writing that if the MJC is in possession of a written exemption or departure rule in regard to the above-mentioned regulation currently in place, then we request them to provide that in writing to us, and then we will certainly open the cemetery and duly consider that because, to be honest with you, we feel that people should be visiting the cemetery. However, we are trying to remain compliant to Section 35 of the national regulations mm. in place Has the right MJC now. responded to that? Uh, we are waiting for a response. We have provided our response to the MJC uh, on Monday, and they've advised me last night on the phone that I think possibly today we'd have a response. And uh, they've also advised that they'd put out a press statement uh, today on these matters. Now, Faisal, we need to wrap it up, but um, uh, before we do, uh, can we just go through, um, you know, just to recap what we've discussed thus far for some people that have joined us a little bit late here on 91.3 FM. We spoke about the outcomes of the meeting that you held with the MGC regarding the Mowbray Magbara. We looked at, for example, the closing time now where you will take the last Janaza in at about 16.30 um, uh, during the week or, or at least daily. Um, the, the penalty fee that people were talking about was mostly for those undertakers who wouldn't perhaps... Um, adhering to the to the regulated time but uh, that has been waived as well um you also spoke about wanting to have people visit the the grave sites but a lot of people are also saying that why is it closed anyway is it perhaps a security risk or, or, or what is the issue that it is forever closed yeah no so you remember a couple of months ago uh, we had an incident in the cemetery at the time the board was uh, transitioning at the same time and uh Management was looking at new operational procedures, how to deal with catastrophes. Uh, part of the problem is gone. The left-hand side of the cemetery is still experiencing uh, that area where when we wanted to respond to the removal of all that happened in the left of the cemetery, um, the pandemic and the second wave started coming up, putting pressure on burials. And now we see that slowly subsiding, so we want to start tackling that again. Right. But with regards to this, we now find ourselves in the lockdown three. And Gulam, I want to I want to go back to the point of that I mentioned earlier on that if the MJC comes where we are today, if they come and they say to us that we found a departure rule, then I will take this to the board myself and open that cemetery because it is my fervent wish that everybody has that opportunity to visit their loved ones because that's in line with what we really want to do. Mm. Uh, however, we, we want to depart on that point and at least give us that so that we feel free to do that. Okay. Faisal, of course, yourself, um, the board, etc., of Mowbray Makbara has come under heavy critique, you know, these past two mm. weeks. Perhaps, you know, and I'm sure you, you are privy to what's going on on social media in terms of the comments that have been mm. made um, with regards to, and, and perhaps you can debunk this for us this morning. Is is the land of Mowbray Makbara work of land, and, and how is it a, a private Makbara, to, so to speak? Do you want to sort of unpack that for our listeners? Because it's, it's a very pertinent and I think popular question that everyone's been asking. 
Yes, certainly. Um, I, I would wish uh, that uh, our legal side was able to deal with that, but I'll try my best to, to do that. Uh, so what do we consider private and municipal? Private uh, simply means that it's private, not being owned by any individual. And I'm very clear on that when I addressed the board, and I only took over at, as the board chairman a couple of weeks ago, and I call that, I call it ours uh, when it comes to the timeline of implementing a strategic plan. However, private is one area of land for the city of Cape Town, and municipal is the other. But private for us means not owned by us, but that is Wakaf, and it belongs to the Muslim community. And every decision that we take and is in, we, we obviously apply the ethos that it belongs to the Muslim community. But private doesn't mean it's belonged by, uh, or owned by individuals. It's just considered private because it's not controlled by the city of Cape Town. And we, therefore, that serve on that board in, in the interest of the community, need to uh, take the income, pay the bills ourselves, pay the staff ourselves. Uh, when the trees fell over and the bill was 40,000 rand to remove only uh, a certain amount of trees, the city of Cape Town doesn't come there and remove that. They don't remove extra refuse. All of those things are dealt with um, on the basis of internally, where the municipal communities, on the other hand, have various support structures. They belong to the city of Cape Town, and they're able to deal with that from that perspective. So that's really the difference. So private, for us, means it's worker it belongs to the community. Uh, just like um, perhaps a mosque, if I can maybe use that as an example, the mosque is worker, but it has an operating body that governs it and manages it, looks mm -hmm. after it, maintains it, and all of that exactly as is. And tomorrow, I'm gone or pass on or whatever it is, and some other Muslim brother will see yeah. it and, and, and provides a great service free of charge. I must say, uh, to serve the board because it's part of the constitution that the board serves at right. no cost at all. Faisal said, let's leave it at that. The chairperson for the Muslim Cemetery Board.